You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Technology and Society with Aki Anastasio. Ak good morning to you. So good to talk to you, my brother. Hey, Braobs, Braobs, how are you, my brother? Did I, you have a good weekend? I, are, I, you warm? I, are you warm? I had a very good weekend. Tried uh, as much as possible not to walk out into the cold, but uh, a great weekend all round. Ak yourself? Ah, yeah, it was very pleasant. Thank you. I followed the same uh, protocols that you did. Yep. <laughs> it was cold, man. You know, there's <laughs> no no place to go outdoors in this weather, right? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. But tell me something. Mm. Uh, I believe that there've been some announcements uh, announcements made by the Apple Worldwide Developers Conference uh, that you attended recently. Yes. Well, listen, I I didn't attend it. It, it, Interestingly, that, uh, you know, this is the first time that Apple has done this event virtually. And this this is a big, big event for Apple because they basically lay out what they're going to be doing in terms of software, what they're working on, etc. We we will have the new iPhone announcement uh, coming up in the next few months. But this kind of talks about the software and the interesting stuff that they're working on for people who've got Apple devices, either it'd be a phone or if you've got a MacBook or if you've got an iPad, for example, or an Apple Watch. Um, And I watched this online, and I tell you what, this company is so slick. The way that they – the way that – it was like like watching a movie, Mm. um, you know, moving from speaker to speaker and everybody talking about what's coming up. I mean, it's it's probably the slickest online presentation I've seen so far, uh, you know, post-COVID, of how – Companies are doing things, and I think they've set the standard on on how it should be done in the future. But the content was really interesting, and we're talking about the uh, Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference, and um, these are it's basically for for the developers and to give people like you and I an insight into what they're working on. And um, of course, there are new versions coming out of. Of, of, of iOS, yeah. which iOS is the platform that runs your Apple phone, and iOS 14 is going to feature some really interesting things. They have, for example, you know, it's incredible. We, we think that's, this is amazing. They've added even more emoji information. Mm. Like, we don't have enough emojis in our lives right now, but clearly, users want emojis to express themselves. They want um, the full functionality of more emojis, and this is what they're doing. Um, emojis as well. They've revamped the podcast app, which is awesome. Uh, So people wanting to listen to you afterwards and download a podcast, they're going to be doing this. They've added some interesting stuff like um, more information on on weather tracking. So they will have severe weather tracking. They will have real-time precipitation. In other words, you'll know exactly what's happening at any time when it rains. And, you know, this is all because of so much data that's available now globally. You know, you can now – I mean, I have a little weather station outside in my balcony that I share information with, you know, know, online with with, uh, the rest of the network. So there are lots of thousands of these weather stations, for example, and and now – they're able to gather very, very accurate information. So they've got that, for example, that they're working on. They're working on integration with Xbox and PlayStation controllers so that you can use your phone as a controller for these uh, particular, uh, you know, gaming consoles. Um, and, and they've just added like small little uh, things here and there that will just make your overall exper- experience a lot more better. You, you know, Another thing that they, they were showing off, Orbs, just before yeah. you get onto that question, is a really cool thing that um, they're working on the integration of your phone 
with certain car manufacturers, like for example, with BMW, yeah. they, they're working on technology that you can use your phone to open your car. So you don't need your keys anymore. Um, and your phone will be the key. <laughs> You, you know, you talk about, about emojis and all of the other technological possibilities that exist now on the palm of your hand as a yeah. result of your phone. I'm seeing that more and more people, like man, are not using text. They're not using words when they text. They just use yeah, emojis. And, and, and funnily enough, they make sense. I, it's, it's a very strange thing. It's like, it's like you, you're now beginning to understand emoji language, you know, uh, in the past. <laughs> yeah, seriously, in the past, I used to be very averse to emojis because I, I didn't really understand what the person was saying. But I suppose it's got to do with context, right? If you understand the conversation in its totality, then emojis, emojis come into their own in that sense, um, in that you, you then begin to understand what the person is saying. Listen, Aubrey, don't you try and convince me that you're a millennial. It's not going to work with me, man. Stop, stop trying to be all woke and hip and say, oh, I'm using emojis now. Oh, <laughs> I, I see right through you, brother. You did throw me. Listen, give me a call if you, if you are using emojis. Cause, you know, I'm, again, again, I can't, I've, I can't lie. I'm not an, I'm not a millennial, but I'm, I'm seeing that I'm getting a little more comfortable with emojis. I never was, but I'm getting a little more, um, comfortable. And, uh, Uckman has just called me out on that one, but it looks to me like emojis are probably going to be the next language. No, there's hey, no doubt about that, you know. Um, you, and you need to, you need to use the right kind of emojis because I often get them wrong. You know, the expression means actually something else and you send it to somebody and then they, they take offense to what you've just said. And I said, no, this is what I meant. And I said, well, that's not what the emoji mm. did. So you need to make sure you know what you're doing with emoji language. Otherwise, just uh, quit while you're ahead. And then, of course, uh, the Stop Hate for Profit campaign is gaining global momentum with big corporations boycotting uh, advertising on social media. Yeah, and Facebook in particular. You know, we saw their share price drop 9%. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who's the founder and CEO of Facebook, his net worth uh, dropped by $7 billion last week because Jeez. of this um, reaction that many organizations are having, the likes of Coca-Cola, Unilever, for example, Starbucks. Um, and they're all saying, and, and this has been sparked by, uh, you know, certain things that Donald Trump said and, and the fact that, uh, you know, Facebook is not taking a strong enough stance against racism. And the fact that, uh, you know, Facebook is saying, um, you know, what, what these advertisers are saying is we're boycotting you, mm. sort out your stuff, and we don't want to see stuff uh, that you are going to be posting. Posting and allowing people like Braveheart, for example, and these kinds of um, of organisations, um, and, and people who are, um, you know, inciting violence against the protesters who are fighting for racial justice mm. in the wake of the George Floyd crisis. So, you know, and and you often see this. Hey, I mean, I I get incensed on Facebook and, and Instagram, and when I see any kind of any form of racism. Yeah. Any form of hatred. Yeah. And, and, you know, I wish that they would do the same with Twitter because Twitter is just as toxic as, as Facebook. And I know that, um, you know, uh, certain of these companies that I spoke about, this is a blanket advertising on social media. And these guys spend billions and billions of dollars on advertising. So hopefully it will, it will make and force these social media companies to sit up 
take notice and say that we, we, will, we will not accept people who are yeah. inciting violence. We will not accept any form of racism on our networks. And, and anybody who does these kind of things are banned for life. Yeah. Um, and, and quite frankly, I think that, um, that, that the way these social networks should go forward is that you should not be allowed to hide bef- behind any kind of anonymity. Yeah. You know, if you look at Twitter and Facebook, for example, you can set a free account up and nobody knows who you are and you can start spewing absolute rubbish, inciting violence and, and racial comments all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, why does Facebook and why does Twitter not have, if you want to have an account and you want to have a democratic opinion, you should be, um, you should sign up with your passport or your ID of the country that you reside in so that they know who you are. You've got all these people hiding behind, uh, you know, faceless accounts and anonymous accounts on Twitter and Facebook and, 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 and all of these bots, of course, when it comes to elections, it starts to influence people's opinions. Yeah. So I think it's high time that social networks have a higher, more stringent uh, criterion on you joining the network. And, yeah. and you should be joining the network with a government official document. Sure. Olagada says, hey, Robs, tell Aki that uh, on June the 29th, 2007, exactly mm. 12 years ago, Apple released the first iPhone. Yeah. And in just so many years, see what they've achieved with a net worth of one trillion dollars as of 2020. Uh, today in history, hashtag today in history, says Olagada. Uh, it happened today, 12 years ago, that the first uh, iPhone was released. Wow. OK, well, there you go. There's a there's a milestone. I knew it was more or less uh, around about this time of the year. Um, but um, I'm just looking at the stats over here. I, indeed, you know, she, she could well be right. And yeah. it, it is 12 years. And, you know, isn't it extraordinary that in such a short space of time, these guys have become a dominant force yeah. in the world yeah. where at the time, 12 years ago, you had BlackBerry, who were the smartphone kings. And nobody even disputed the fact that anybody would come in and take their territory. Yeah. You had Nokia, the biggest phone manufacturer in the world. And yes, she is quite right. 29th of June, 2007. Thank you for reminding of this, uh, reminding us of this incredible Some landmark. Powerful today. trivia there. Hey, Akman. Yeah. Listen, um, I, 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 I'm a little. It's, it's a conversation that I want to have about the issue of what can and what can't be put on social media. I've got to, I've got to wonder though, whether the social media platforms that are being boycotted at the moment, what argument are they, are they putting forward for allowing certain things to be, to be broadcast on their, on their platforms? Are they, are they perhaps not arguing that, oh, this is freedom of speech? Um, we can't, um, curtail people from expressing themselves in a particular way um if we allow you to do that maybe we'll be allowing a different form of of bigotry and racism uh, what's their argument no listen they've got a very strong argument because you know what happens facebook is one of those companies and i'm not saying they do it all the time i'm mm-hmm. a, I, I like facebook i like the fact that i can network with people um but i don't like a lot of the things that they do and i want to have more control about what they allow on 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 my yep. screen yep. they have to make it sure that they have got control over any of this rubbish that is being posted yep. i mean they named breithart news as a trusted news source for mm. goodness sake 
Um, and you can't have that in the world that we're living in today because they are blatantly uh, a very right-wing organization and racist in many regards. So mm. you can't have uh, these kinds of organizations being trusted by uh, Facebook. And, and, and as an advertiser, I'm sure that Coca-Cola and Unilever are looking at this and they're saying, we do not want to be associated with this. So they've halted their, pro, their, their, their advertising for 30 days to say, get your house in order. And let's talk in 30 days. And, and hopefully. And the reality yeah. is a drop in uh, net worth of, of somewhat, of some 7 billion. Hey, um, <laughs> it's, it'll come back. It'll yeah. come back. That's nothing. I mean, the, the share price dropped 9% on Friday, as I said. Um, but, but it's, it's going to come back. You know, I mean, they, Facebook is massive, but they have to deal with this properly. And in fact, I've got to tell you, Aubrey, it's not just Facebook. It's Twitter. Yeah. It's, it's the likes of Google as well. And Google have taken a, a, a bigger, a stronger stance and uh, the, the boycott hasn't extended as much to them. But, um, these global corporations are saying that we don't want to be associated with these kinds of things that you guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so get get your house in order, um, and and um, and sort yourselves out. And um, I know that Twitter, for example, have really uh, tried quite hard. I mean, even some of Donald Trump's tweets have been labelled as false, and they've blocked those tweets uh, from appearing in the last few weeks. So certainly, we are living in a world where um, people are saying enough is enough. You know, we 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 won't accept. Um, you know, these, these new sources yeah. and you being Prejudice irresponsible with the power that yeah. you have. Yeah, yeah. Akman, I want to thank you very much for joining me. Yes. Um, I really appreciate hey. your time. Oh, by the way, you, you've got, you've got another webinar coming up. up. No, 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 no. I was just, I, I told, I spoke to you about it last week. You yeah. know, the webinar we did with Vox Telecom. Yeah. And I just wanted to quickly touch on the, some of the results that sure. came out. Sure. Right? Because we ran some surveys and we had a fantastic panel. Yeah. We had the CEO, Jacques Dutoy of Vox. We had the nice. Gibbs Professional Associate, uh, Tuli Sakhalo. Uh, we had Professor Ronata Skuman, who's a psychiatrist and the head of the MBA in healthcare leadership at the University of Stellenbosch. And in between, we ran a couple of polls. We were asking people, you know, what's it like working from home? So interesting, 91% of people said they want to continue working from home. 87% of people that took part in our webinar said that they felt that they were more productive working from home. 40% of those people that took part in the webinar said they spend between 0 to 2 hours a day on a video conference. 41% spend between 2 and 4 hours. And the rest, which is, what, 19 or so percent, spend more than four hours a day on video conferences. Most people had an above average or good connectivity working from home. 75% said they had fiber. Yeah. And this is the one that fascinated me, bro. We asked them if companies are subsidizing costs for working from home, right? Mm. 20% said that their company is paying for all their costs working from home. 20% said they are paying for some of the costs, but they would like the company to pay more. And 70, uh, at least, um, uh, um, sorry, 10% said some of the costs. The balance, 70% of people said that their company paid none of their costs working from home. Wow. None. Zip. And interesting, I've had a few debates over the last few days, and companies are saying, yes, well, you know, you're working from home. You're saving yourself travel time. You're saving yourself uh, travel hmm. costs with your car and petrol. Um, so those costs... You can now work from home. You're earning, you're making more money because you don't have to spend that much more money traveling yeah. and, you know, eating out and being in the office. So, yeah. you know, why should we pay for your, your, your costs? And, and some people are saying, Hey, that's not really cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting debate as many companies figure this out. 
I'm, he- thing- I'm hearing some people are arguing or contesting for an increase in that way. You know, uh, many companies yes. are not going to be able to give increases, I'm told, because of the economic situation that we find ourselves in globally. Uh, and I'm hearing more and more people um, suggesting that maybe staying at home and the cost saving that uh, accrues as a result of that uh, may be your increase this coming year. Well, it's an interesting one, but you see, you've got to be connected. So yeah. the companies are saying, no, you, you worry about you. You pay for your connectivity. Yeah. Some, yeah. some banks are giving their staff two gigs a month. You can't do too much of two gigs yeah. a month, you know, yeah. to be quite honest with you. But the one thing that people complained the most about in terms of comfort is that they don't have proper chairs. Mm. <laughs> um, and, and you know, you're sitting on a chair all day. Yeah. Companies invest a lot of money in expensive chairs. Yeah. So you want that same comfort at home. I will be very interesting to see how this works out. I think that we're going to move towards a uh, a hybrid model. So you'll spend half the time at the office, half the time at, at home uh, working like this. But, um, wow, it will be interesting to see what this world looks like looks like in six months from now. Akban, always great talking to you, my brother. Thank you so much. Aubrey, have a fantastic week ahead. Excellent.